The following program contains mature situations, themes, and is intended for an older, mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of the podcasters. Listener discretion advised. This is not the host. This guy talks most. Chris Hoover. Blah, blah. Hello, it's Josh Wilson. Cody Marshall. Clinton Dixon. And, of course, Baber is still not with us. Huh. So, stepping in today, we have a special guest, Miss Jerrica. Hello, Jerrica. Hi, Chris. Can you explain to everybody why you're here? So, I'm here because I'm doing some empathy scaling on you guys. I'm a mental health professional, and I specialize in addictions and crisis. Anybody else nervous about this test? Nope. Nope. You should be the only one. You're the only one crazy. That's true. All right, Jericho, you kind of know all of us. Who do you think would be scored the highest on the crazy scale between all four of us? Well, because Josh doesn't have any kids, I really thought that him or the quietest person, which would have been Baber Pierce here, might schedule or, you know, scale as the most or the least empathetic. But now I'm really not sure. Mm. I'm very empathetic. We're just hard to read. I got three kids, so. I like to have the uh, empathetic, uh, like, look. But really, I care deep down inside. But then, maybe I don't. Maybe I just think I do. You just care about yourself. That's true. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) We know that's true. (laughs) All right, so uh, before we start recording, we did a test and Jerick has got the results. Do you want to get into the results here? Yeah. So empathy not only has to do with if you care, but empathy is also the ability to see how somebody's feeling and kind of be able to put yourself in those people's shoes. So it makes it unique in that. It's like, can you really understand how they feel or you just feel for them? You know? Yeah. Okay. So who do you all think is the craziest? Or who do? And also, we better throw this out there. So the whole reason we're doing this is because all the guys were really interested in who would be closest to a sociopath or a psychopath. They've been listening to a lot of podcasts and things on serial killers. And it's proven that the less likely you are to be a sociopath is related to the less empathy you have. So that's kind of the setup. So the less you care about someone, the more likely you are to kill people. And the less likely that you are able to feel what somebody else would feel if they had pain, not just about them. See, that's why I don't don't think it's me. See, I don't think it's me. I care too much. What do you think about germ germ? What about germ germ? What do you think? I think germ germ is a... uh, (laughs) I think germ germ had it good until you were born, and then he had a neglected childhood because your parents only cared about you. And so from the time that Jeremy was so like you're five. You're the reason why Jeremy Jeremy is the way Jeremy Jeremy is. <laughs> Aren't y'all glad? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerrica. Let's hear the results. He's crazy. Okay, so the most sympathetic was Chris. <laughs> which is really shocking. Yeah. What? I, think he, I told you. I, think I just, lied on the test. No, here we go. I answered truthfully. The only empathy he has is for himself. Listen, I can't make a decision without thinking of how it's going to affect others. What was the question that uh, 
<laughs> um, do you care if you are the attention center of attention? The center of attention. I put strongly agree. Thought <laughs> yeah, I said I knew that one question was just for you, Hoover. <laughs> All right. Well, since I'm the most caring, what else you got? The least caring was Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So nice. he is the least sympathetic person in the room. It's him, followed by Cody, then Josh, then Hoover, being the most. We get the most nice. kids. So, we don't yeah. care. We so don't for care all the anymore. fans out there, I love you more man. than all these guys. No, you don't. Cody's the best looking. That's true. <laughs> Looks have nothing to do with the way you feel, brother. They nobody cares about how you feel. Yeah. Talk about yeah. looks, bro. No, no. they don't. <laughs> Ted Bundy was a sexy man. So they say, I don't know. Well, I was going to go with, you know, I thought, especially because Clinton said, like, The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption was, like, his favorite movie. I really thought, oh, he cares. But now I think he just likes seeing people get hurt. Oh. Yeah, there you go. You know, like, it was opposite. So, I mean, I've grown up with germ germs, so. Maybe serial killer Clinton over here is the. Uh, <laughs> you better watch out. I can see it. I can see I it can now. I can see it. Uh, be- he cares be- more about his horses than he does people. Yeah. See that Baber probably be on that scale. I guarantee you, Baber be right there with. I think Jerick yeah. is right. Baber yeah. be low. Baber disagree with like. I don't agree with nothing. Like I don't care about nobody. Yeah. I don't know. You might need to come see me, Clinton, because I mean, people who connect with animals better than humans. Mm. It's usually because they have a harder time connecting with Tess humans. Definitely That's does. Why they like animals the most? Maybe Tess loves animals. Maybe Clinton <laughs> likes his <laughs> animals more because growing up, actually, his parents cared more about Jeremy. Yeah. So the only people he had to talk to were his horses. <laughs> That's true. Did or, you ever have animal cruelty growing up? No. Did you ever start fires? No. Did you wet the bed? No. Wait, so... I mean, I guess I did whenever I was real little, maybe. So none of the triad. Did anybody have I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I used to like the... Like, I don't know if you'd consider this, but when I was, like, real little and I figured out, like, you can kind of get a leaf smoking with a magnifying glass, I used to do that all the time at my grandparents' house. What about the wedding, the bed? Uh, not since I was 16. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on how much you drink. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not a uh, not a bed wetter. I probably haven't done that in a long time. Never harmed any animals? No, God, no. So like, it'd be even if you peed until like maybe six or seven instead of just like three, that's prolonged bedwetting, you know, compared to your average. Yeah. So since I have a two-year-old, she'll be three. And she uh, <laughs> sleeps in pull-ups, but wakes up with them dry. So most likely, she's not going to be a serial killer. Most likely. Yes. What if she's just waking up in the middle of the night and peeing somewhere else and putting them back mm. on? Stash and while she's somewhere. doing that, she's like killing little birds and stuff. <laughs> and then starting a fire and throwing <laughs> them. <laughs> she could be. She's checking every box. <laughs> Get them all. Got it from her mom. Wow. Wow. Apparently so, wow. since he's the most empathetic. I'm telling you right now. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Let's hear your opinion, Hoover. Let's hear it. Tell you my opinion, and I'll edit it out. <laughs> After uh, everyone listens to I, it. I mean, Chelsea had admitted, too, that I care more about other people, especially in decision-making processes, than she does. And I'd rather care for people than she would. Like, I she cares about, like, her parents, her sister, her niece and nephew, me and Ivy. That's pretty much it. So nobody else. I mean, not that she doesn't care about them, but she won't go out of her way to help anybody. I could definitely see her being a serial killer. She's real quiet, Yeah, too. see, y'all, quiet. y'all see what? Yeah, quiet. Doesn't like socialization. Yeah. Her and Tess are about the same. Could she be a killer? What do you think, Jerrica? Mm-hmm. Should I be scared? 
I mean, I don't know. There's, you might be. Maybe you should watch yourself when you're sleeping. He says it every See, night. that's what I tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now we have expert she opinion. Has, she has, like, uh, does some crazy stuff. Like, she took a, a boy who, a, a personal, he, he, he worked all summer when he was in high school <laughs> in order to, he, he was building chicken coops to buy a phone. He got the phone. The first day he got it, she threw it over into the water, into a creek. Accidentally, right? Wink, wink. Quote, quotation, accidentally. Who's, who's this person? Adam Feller. <laughs> but yes, she's crazy. Sponsor. She so, is very crazy. Truly. So is this going to be like strongly about uh, serial killers today? Uh, well, y'all know a lot more than I knew about it. Was there anything else on that that like you you caught up like picked up on? Uh, I picked up on Clinton's. I mean, he's the only one who liked a serious movie out of all of you guys, yeah. pretty yeah. much. But um, you know, balls. also him and Cody have the most kids. So could you relate that to uh, once you start having yeah. more than one kid? You know, it's all the same, and you just don't care as much. Mm. I don't know. First kid, I was one of those parents is like. Don't do that. I don't want you hurt. Yeah. Don't get in the sun too long. Then the second kid comes along, I'll be like, ah, he'd be all right. Then the third kid care. comes along, and it's even. I think that's 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 pretty normal, normal though, isn't it? By himself. I, I think like that's normal. how it goes. All I've always heard. Uh, really I think you have to have one more. I just read a study that said that they proved that putting a kid in the middle when there's just three is yeah. worse than if you go ahead and have four. Cody was a middle child. Tess was middle, and he's the most neglected person. And he's I one know. of the most least. Like that's what happened. Yep. I just don't care. His parents hate him. <laughs> don't care. I just don't care. But yeah, so they say that Might putting a child in the middle, so it's like two or four and more. That's your yep. options, mm. or you're gonna screw somebody up. What about uh? And now Chris is gonna have, well heal us too. Don't have another one. We have to have two more. I'm done. I got a boy and I got a girl, <laughs> and no. I plan on being done. <laughs> you need to have another one. Lord no. no, I don't. Want, I don't want to put my baby boy in the middle. What about is that a little bit of sexism already? No, baby no. Boy? Oh, no yeah. he, he is a boy. No. We knew you. We knew you lied. We knew you lied on the side. I don't know. That's sympathetic, right there. I saw the image just freaking. We knew he lied on that questionnaire. Lord, yeah, he lied bigger than what? All right, here's the question. We got a lie detector test, please. Could like obviously your upbringing will affect your empathy levels? Could like say if you have a normal childhood with two happily married parents versus a single mom could that affect your empathy levels it definitely affects your empathy levels and i was already kind of thinking that before the podcast and that's why i asked josh if he wanted me to touch on anything that's personal to you all on tape because you know that would affect your empathy level how you grew up if you had a really normal upbringing you're less likely to be more concerned about others. That's just truthful. And if you had a hard upbringing, it is more likely that you're really going to care more about others or you're really not. It's either going to make you really selfish to protect yourself because you know that you have to be the most important to survive or it's going to make you have a lot greater empathy depending on what happened. And so that definitely could be a reason why, like having single parents, especially if you had siblings that you had to, you know, help with and stuff, especially if you're the oldest. That makes sense. We were both, we both had a single 
moms. What was your your mom had Henry? Well, no, like my my dad's in in my life, but yeah. I primarily lived with my mom. Right. And Henry what? doesn't come into the picture until I'm like like sixteen, fourteen, fifteen. Huh? I don't. Do you want me to talk about? I'd say what helps you would be your brother. Yeah. For sure. That's what. Like, growing up my whole life, seeing my mom just, like, yeah. take care of him. Yeah. That helps for sure. Yeah. Mm. I remember me and him, we used to sit in a, well, you, you'd have been a freshman, I think. And uh, I guess, I don't know who, I don't know who kept him or whatever at school or I who think, he was uh, with. I think Chris did at the was time. Was it Chris? Yeah. Bring him down there in the lunchroom with me and we'd sit in there. Chasing girls. <laughs> Thought he loved it. He couldn't do that nowadays. He'd yeah. be in trouble. Yeah, he'd get in trouble. For sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like that death, like we talked about that, being a middle child, they, there's tons of studies that say that what order you're born in in a family really plays a role in who you become. Like the youngest compared to the oldest. Oldest always usually feel more parentified. They usually always are more responsible, feel the pressure to be perfect, all those kinds of things. The babies usually are free spirits, more to say. It's like Heidi. She's the oldest. She thinks she's got to take care of the other two more and be more responsible. Already, and she's only five. So, do you feel like do you feel like Jeremy tries to be uh, more responsible? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. He doesn't come outside. People who are who some people could crumble under that pressure, though, and that happens a lot too. Yeah. What about but Cody over? What about you, Cody? Let's see. Let's let's talk about your upbringing here. You got Casey, who's older. Yeah. The only girl. A lot smarter. Do you feel like, uh, how do you feel like she treated you as a child? Like, do you feel like she me tried to take her, care of you? Or she didn't tried care? to, but me and her fought like cats and dogs. <laughs> Until actually I moved out of the house. Well, what about your parents' relationship with her? What do you mean? Like, like she's always, I feel like she's always around your mom or talking to your mom. I yeah. feel like Dawson, your younger brother, lives with your mom. Yeah. And then I feel like. Maybe you don't talk to your mom as much as them. Chris is getting deep. He's really yeah, trying. He's, he's going he's in there. He's trying to point something out. So maybe you're less empathetic you no because all your love goes to your siblings and not you. Wow. You're the middle child. You're the middle child. I'm just trying to point out Jerrica's... I no. mean, the middle child. I mean, that would be why he scored second to Lois. It's like Malcolm in the middle. Getting Cody's hot. getting heated over here. I mean, I don't know. We should have a... No, there's no I don't know. We're here to so. talk about this. I've got a question. Is talk I, it out, Cody. I've got talk a question, though. Is is there a difference in, like, kids who, who grew up with a single mom versus kids who grew up with... Step-parents. Uh, parent, their, their parents are divorced, but, with, but they grew up with step-parents. It's definitely a factor. So literally everything, I hate to make it sound like this, but it's not the little things like did you make them eat vegetables or not. You know, it's not that, but every environment that you put them in is going to shape exactly who they are. So, I mean, yeah, vegetables and stuff, it could make your kid fat or skinny and that could have them, make them have issues. You should, like, they have proven that, for instance, if you restrict food, like if you're one of those parents who only let your kids eat healthy, you never let them have pop or anything, when they go outside the home, they might feel deprived because they feel like you keep them on lockdown when it comes to stuff like that. I know like it's that. like that. He, uh, he, he was deprived of ketchup. I hate ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> ketchup is the best. I hate ketchup. I hate pickles. 
But were Picking you surprised? Did we're your mom? Did your episode. mom make you not eat pickles? Because his mom would not let him eat pickles. My mom would not let me. My mom didn't care if I eat. I just don't like ketchup. No, see, my mom. I feel like, like if you're talking about food and stuff, and I feel like it's a problem that affects me today. Is sometimes I don't feel like I'm as disciplined with myself as I should be, and I feel like that's because growing up, you know, my mom she'd be like. Here, you got to eat your vegetables. But then if I sat there and waited a long time and didn't eat the vegetables, she'd be like, okay, well, you didn't eat his vegetables. So you're saying you learned manipulation. Well, I learned manipulation, but then I also learned that maybe I don't have to do what is needed for me if to you do. Wait them out. Yeah. So it's like So it's like sometimes, like, is it possible to manipulate yourself? So you just a stubborn can you do like kid, self subconsciously, yeah. See, so yeah, I feel like it's like I'll know I need to do something. You can self sabotage. So let's say, let's say for example, I need to mow. So like I procrastinate, yesterday. I procrastinate long enough to where then, then I don't pregnant, have to mow whenever I can easily. Chelsea mows. Chelsea chooses the mow because yeah, she wants right. to. Yeah, right. Okay. See how they change the subject. This is why we have to have Jerry on here so I can talk <laughs> about serious stuff. All right, let's see your feelings. So, really, I think that Chris is saying he needs you all to do a giveaway for him to go to therapy so he can be heard. <laughs> yeah. What, what about, what if... I have no if, one to listen to right. me. What if you're eating... <laughs> if you're If you're eating this stuff or doing this stuff now because you... Now that you're an adult, you're able to do it. But when, you're a ki- when you were a kid, you were not able to do it because your parents didn't give you that opportunity to do it. So, now you're an adult, so you're living it up. And doing it because you have the, the, the means to do it. Are you talking about him making Ivy eat that? Or no, like for him? instance, like he wasn't. Like for instance, let's go if a whole he wasn't, other route, Josh. Let's it, take this. In a if he wasn't route. able, if he wasn't allowed to eat fast food growing up, and now he's now he's an adult. Now he's just burning the fast food up, going to McDonald's every day because he he was deprived of it as a kid. No. Let's take it another way. So. Chris had a brother that's older, right? Yeah. That he did help with significantly growing up. You probably had to be more responsible in some aspects for yeah. that, right? Yeah, I feel like I had to be more responsible then I also had to be more independent. Okay, so that would be what you call kind of parentifying someone at a young age because, so he, you know, everybody knows that Chris is like really, we'll say free-spirited and likes to, you know, always have fun. Could it be that he was deprived of a lot of fun and free spirit in those formative years before middle school so he forever has kind of Robin Hood syndrome, or Peter Pan syndrome, sorry, not Robin Hood, Peter Pan, where he feels like he kind of wants to be young forever. Yeah, 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 because I mean, like... uh, Forever young. Like, having a uh, physically disabled brother is hard for us to go, like, to amusement parks or swimming pools and stuff, so... So I feel like that's, that's, that makes sense. I, can see, I got a question. I so he gave all his Fs then, and so now he doesn't give them. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of Fs to get. <laughs> all right, I got a question for Hoover. It's about your brother. Do you do the wrestling, or did you? Because we know you retired by now. Um, Told you I lost Ace Carmichael's <laughs> number, man. The wrestling because you enjoy it or because your brother enjoys it so much and, I mean, you know he's going to enjoy watching you do it. Because, like, you're kind of living, I guess, for him, too. Like, doing stuff that he yeah. would enjoy doing. Yeah. So he can, well, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think it's kind of that. But then it's also, like, say, for example, we'll do something I do do currently. Like, basketball. Yeah. I mean, you like, like that, so. Yeah. 
same thing with like wrestling like i like them both but it's because i feel like growing up that's what we would do yeah play ball or watch wrestling so i feel like it does give us a chance to connect on something and so yeah i'd probably say that's one reason has it also influenced you to maybe try to live life to the fullest because you had a brother who you felt like couldn't necessarily do all those things yeah it's like uh i mean like anything as simple as like putting on your own shoes yeah and or like hiking up a mountain stuff that you don't really think about that then you're just like well not everyone can do this so it's like you want to do more and more of it do you feel like that you kind of were guarded then growing up because i would think that if you had that much empathy and you did realize that and you wanted to be free forever though it would kind of make you be more guarded deep down inside about letting people in and just always kind of be light-hearted class can't play on type of person on the outside Oh man, <laughs> a busted. Um, well, here I'll I'll just tell you. It's true, busted. <laughs> Give him a gift card. He needs to go to therapy. Listen, I'll I'll be honest with you. This is everyone's gonna hate me for this episode because people are already complaining. I talk too much, but um, we're asking, no, this we're is what you need, Hoover. This we're is here for you, Hoover. All the other guys are standing. This is we welcome, this welcome, for you. welcome to the Hooper Therapy Session podcast. <laughs> you thought we were getting around here for all, for all of this? It's really just, just you. Find out. Intervention. No. Josh did talk to me about an intervention. Maybe not with you, but he did mention me being an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but here's like, are you saying like I kind of have a shell or like a like two here i'll just i'll break it down to yeah, you from what i'm exactly told exactly what i'm trying to say is that maybe you had a hard exterior but it's probably been really hard for anybody to truly break down into your heart because you knew that you wanted to be young and free for a long time and i would think that it's just been really hard for somebody to dig deep down in there even friends it's probably really hard for you to like truly truly let them in because you just you know it's hard to let somebody in, especially if you have that pressure. It's, you were kind of the most responsible child. You know, even though your birth order's in the middle, you were a middle child, so that also speaks to that. So I would just think, high level of empathy. You're definitely not stupid. I know that you've had to have those thoughts. So, Questionable. Yeah, I just want to know <laughs> how we phrased it earlier. All right. Here, here's what I'll tell you, and this is from what Chelsea's told me, in case people your don't partner. know. Yeah, my partner, who I probably tell more things too than I ever have anybody but like when she first we're working on that I might change <laughs> it could it very well could but um what I'll say is like when we first got together six years ago she thought I was just like super happy-go-lucky never upset like didn't just like you said free-spirited and then it's like the more she has been around me now we've been living together for six years we got kids and stuff she understands that I'm very anal and OCD about certain things. I'm happy-go-lucky when I'm out in public because I feel like that's how I'm portrayed as the guy who's always funny. But then when I'm at home, I am, like, I get annoyed sometimes that most people wouldn't see. Um, i trying to think what else she says. Well, something else that I have always observed, and I've always been a really good observer, which is, like, what led to my career, is that typically class clowns are hiding behind something they want people to you know think that that's how they really are and also 
Um, so, like, control and OCD, that could come from, like, when you're younger, if there's been a lot of situations where you didn't really have control or say in. You know, like, you just had to do certain things and, like we said, kind of put aside sometimes yourself mm -hmm. for others, which you're totally okay with. But it's just a fact that when children have to do that, sometimes later in life they try to take control back, especially in their most private things yeah. like their home. So when a partner lives with you, they're really going to see yeah. OCD standards come out and stuff. So... Yeah. That's, that's totally makes that's sense. Me. I told Jericho before the podcast I had to steal mine. She wasn't gonna get into it. Here we are, <laughs> twenty minutes into it. She's already, <laughs> she, she's every, in it. Everybody who doesn't know that uh, I can be an asshole at home or I can be really happy and smiley out in public. But like Chelsea, she'll say like, "I think this is gonna break Chris. I think that people, you know, they thought that was a steel trap. And they're yep. gonna say that he was a giant teddy bear, and I mean, yep. this is just gonna ruin his reputation. Yep. Everyone's gonna take advantage of me now." He's usually happy go lucky until we find out we're working overtime at well, work. See, see that's that's yeah. that's what I want to say though is like, it's not I'm not like phony about it or anything, but because I normally am like a happy spirited person, like very rarely am I actually mad or upset. But I guess where she is the only person who actually y'all making faces because I get annoyed at certain situations. <laughs> that might be the OCD tendency. Yeah, because it's like he's feeling like somebody else is taking control mm -hmm. of his time and his. You know? Well, not even that. Like, Work. whenever we're setting up this podcast equipment and taking it apart. Oh, here we go. Blaming us. No, whenever we're, like, <laughs> taking it apart. I mean, Cody brought it up, like, one of the first time. Like, it's got to go back in the box with the rock cord with it because, like, that's just how it's got to be for me. And that's probably. Exactly. Even you the little things, the it can be perfectionist tendencies come from being disordered, chaotic, living in childhood, or not feeling like you had the control or say so. Exactly. Like, would this would this have anything to say? Let's say, like, my growing up, I didn't really like to get dirty. And, like, I played outside, but, like, I didn't want to go running through mud puddles. And so if I see my two-year-old about to jump in a mud puddle, I'm just like, oh, my God, no. And I get super, like, don't do that. Is that, would that be right? Yeah. She's got those new Jordans on, too. No, she only wears <laughs> that Jordans when we're going to be on concrete somewhere. <laughs> All right, well... Since I've been broken, who's, who's, who's next? She broke me a long time ago. Well, we didn't get it's, to hear that. It's it. We can't talk about that. Uh oh, Josh putting up that wall because I'm nope. I didn't dig as deep as I did <laughs> yeah. with Chris. But see, Josh is getting nervous. No, Josh, look at him. He's wiggling in the seat. I, I just don't squirming. want to talk about it on the air. He's squirming. All right, All right. Cody. I thought you already threw me under the bus. We didn't throw you under the bus. We just admitted that your parents love your siblings more than they love you. <laughs> That's true. It's okay. See that? See <laughs> he's got a wall up too. He says it's okay. I ain't got no wall up. I don't care. I don't care. All right, we don't He's me. the middle child, so I would think that he's always wanted to belong. I don't I know. Do belong. You just want to fit in. I do. I, I think know. I do. Anyway. So by saying that he, <laughs> he's like, are you all saying I don't? Saying that he belongs, if say he's rejected, if if we rejected you out of this group, Cody. How would you feel? And they'll say, oh, I wouldn't care. That's fine. He'd probably try to reject I, you all first. No, I wouldn't reject <laughs> first. I wouldn't reject first. I'd be like, it's all right. Whatever. I don't care. But back at home, be like, I talked to Jessica. Be like, screw them guys. No. But he really wishes but, he was But what Jerica, what Jerica says that he would try to reject. Is he the kind of guy who um, the boss comes in and says, well, Cody, you're fired. And he's like, you can't fire me. I quit. Is that what you're saying? Like, I'm saying that 
on a deeper level, like he already has been friends with you all. If he wasn't friends, it could be that if Cody sees in an outside perspective, like he doesn't think there's a high probability, even subconsciously, that he is going to be able to become friends with somebody, he just wouldn't even try. And he would already shut them out in multiple ways because I'm he just doesn't see yep. an area. He definitely but like, does that. He could probably see that he had stuff in common with you all, so he knew he would be able to fit in. So it's not going to be an issue. But I'd say subconsciously he might scale things like that. See, I, th- I see Cody as like in a group of people being the quiet one. You got that right. Yeah. He like, might be like an observer and be scaling. Of, he, he definitely observes. Many, I've heard that many a time. A group of strangers. That when we go, talk about. when I used to go to the car or the clubs or the bars, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I call them the bars. He's making it's it sound like he's bars. in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, let's just call it the bars. The discos. Like, you, you used to go to the discos. I used to go to the roller discos. <laughs> <laughs> when I would go out with people, they'd be like, this guy's really like preserving over everything. Like He watches Every, like 360 around them. This is trying true. to make sure. You're trying to keep everybody safe. You got that right. He's trying to keep himself safe. Yeah. Everybody else too. Hey, you since, first though. Since since we right. since we <laughs> talk about Cody, family. since talk about Cody being an observer, I do have a question for Jerica. So, um, just based off what you know of me, and say we're in a room full of people, if I'm not an observer, what would I be? Well, I haven't spent that much time with you in a room. I've been blackmailed since the fourth grade by Cody, and so I already have a grudge He wouldn't have been able to go to Mr. Beard's farm if he hadn't blackmailed me out of my wildcat bucks. That's for another session. I don't recall that. But, um, Tune in for part two with Jericho. And I've known Josh for a really long time, and Clinton's personality is kind of out there for a lot of people to see. Yeah. He's always been pretty outgoing. So for you, I haven't really, I haven't got to observe you in a room a lot. But I would say that you definitely have a little bit of the character. Cody's maybe forgot. Um, so I would say, yeah, I'm going to say sorry for that. Yeah. So I would say that it seems that you and Cody have some similar stuff on that because it's probably that you would do the same, and either that or. I don't know if you're more of a Cody where you wouldn't try at all or if that would be a challenge to you and then you would. But I would definitely think that while you're trying to be that class clown, you're definitely observing and picking up on other people and trying to read the room. Exactly. But I think you try to put up a front so nobody's paying attention to you at the time when you're doing that, when they first meet you. Oh, when they first... No. He is putting up a front and being like so outgoing. that yeah. they don't they really don't get to see him deeply. See the real him. Yeah. 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 Okay. See, like, I that's feel why, like... That's why he wants to be the center. Let's say attention. let's say we go somewhere where there's a crowd full of people. Like, obviously, I don't just jump in and be like, hey, yeah. I'm here. Pay attention to me. Like, I will sit there and observe, and I'll look for, like, someone I'm like... Like, I'll talk to people. I'll be yeah. social. Yeah, I'll be the one that's, you wait like, till you see over something in the like corner. You're comfortable don't with. talk to me. Yeah, like, I'll, talk to like I'll go around, I'll, like, talk to people, like, hey, how you doing, you know, whatever. And then if I find someone who I feel like I can talk to, connect to then I'll stick to. with that person. Yeah. I think that that plays into a lot of stuff. And we won't direct this toward Chris, but I'll just say this in general, that, like, self-esteem, self-confidence, and somebody can come off really confident, but that doesn't mean that they really are deep down. Yeah. Defense mechanisms and things like that are really strongly built in literally from like elementary school and so being the class clown and doing all that kind of thing that doesn't mean that you are the most confident but hey you're going to shoot your shot and project that you are 
and that might, doesn't always Man. mean that you are. That's what you got to do. She's good. So, if you're doing, she's good. Especially if it's sports. The reason why me and you can't get along, we're just alike. Shut up, Cody. I'm talking to Jack. I don't care about that. Like, but, but like in sports, yeah. I think me and Hoover can connect on this part. In sports, you got to portray yourself as confident. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what they teach you to do. But it's, it's even if you don't think you're gonna, you can do something. They want you to believe. You want to make yourself yeah. believe. Yeah, that's like that. manifestation. Any, anything. I mean, you know? it's pretty much anything you're doing in life. I guess it's, you want to say your vision and at least yeah. act like it already is happening. Like just to get yeah, back into Cody's like this means I'm gonna need another beer for a session <laughs> like this. That could be a problem. Truly, he truly. might. But like the break, like get back There's into. There's a lot of sports psychology about stuff too. That we can it's like to. it's like my personal life that she says that like just because you act confident doesn't mean you are. It's like you like say back when I was wrestling, like you have to be super confident. But the whole part that goes into it, like that's one reason I haven't done it in a long time, is because like I don't feel. What's the word? Comfortable. I, it's not comfortable. It's like you have to go out there and look confident. But it's Something like about like the training. Before, no, like like before that, that, like oh, okay, the, okay. like I'll be so excited, and then yeah. like the day of, I'm just like, holy shit, this well, like the anxiety yeah. just kills I mean, that's, me. That's the way I used to be in basketball. Yeah, I would be like you probably wouldn't see that I was so nervous, but like I'd be so excited, even though you worked every day to do that game, or like even at college. And, um, Do people know that you all drink such girly drinks? Because I can't wow. see behind them. Yeah, we, we I'm so glad Jerrica said that. <laughs> I try to get them to sponsor us every time. What are you drinking? I drink water. She drinks water. Sponsor, sponsor us, please. please. I don't drink and drive. That's Oh, man. I live two houses up or four houses. Cody's walking. He's I'm, letting I'm living at it. Cody's house tonight. That's a, yeah. a, was it <laughs> AI or something? Hey, Alan Iverson. Oh, AI if you want. They try to yeah. catch me. Oh, listen about Alan Iverson. AI three. But I think that everybody, like all athletes, are nobody's gonna because you don't know one hundred percent that you're gonna perform the way you want or that yeah. you're gonna win. But you're yeah. supposed to act like you can. Yep. So, exactly. one of you hate sports. Like, absolutely, I despise <laughs> sports. Why? I don't know. Because he didn't fit in. Is it because you? I play. I played. Is sports. it because you? If you can't be the best, you really don't. No, I didn't care about being the best. Is it because you were pressured by your coach as a kid? It might have been like, but. Is it because your dad played all the time? And it might have been. I can. All right, I can go to a event that's playing sports, and I'm fine with it. Watching on TV, I hate it. Absolutely despise it. Is it because it's not engaging you enough? It might be. Or it might be where I my love dad. to go to sporting events, but I don't like to watch. Yeah, I hate TV. watching on TV. Did your dad that's ever me. watch it when you was little? That's all my dad did. So maybe that. Sports. Maybe you just burn out on it. Or watching he it. thought that was good bonding time, and you did not. Yeah, like you it. See, I'd in another room. He's watching. <laughs> there you go. I hate watching. Guys, that. we could go into tons of, like love languages, all that stuff. I am going to ask you all that now that I think Ooh. about that. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> Josh is nervous. I, I, tell I, Josh like that. I speak <laughs> the language of love. See, Josh is always acting like he's the most open, but it mm. could be because if he throws he's it all out there. Listen, I, I feel I'm more open. I feel in, like. Private. Uh, I feel like he's <laughs> setting. Private setting. I feel like Josh is a lot like me, like with the happy go lucky, but then inside you're just like, if you someone could read our mind, they're like, holy crap. That's, yeah, not, you, that's not who I thought I, that was at all. You're right. You're exactly right. You're a big fat phony like me. Exactly. <laughs> Don't call him fat. Oh, Chris, like Chris have something like he was scared to be found out. See, that goes into it too. Hey, so I'm he, throwing I it all out here. A phony. He did. <laughs> it is what it is. No, it ain't. 
I'm mean, really proud of Chris because he's really laid you did good. Out you did a good job. He's done a good so, job. Like, you did a good shocking. job. Round of applause. I'm proud of you, Chris. And no matter what they say, I didn't cry yet. He's going to go home and cry to Chelsea. <laughs> he probably will. He no, did, see, okay. It's okay, though. What about this? Like, what about this? Like, um, like, I am an emotional person, whether it's good emotions, negative emotions, whatever. But, like, sometimes, like, I'll, I'm really bad about um, bottling a bunch of stuff up. So, I'll say, like, we talked about this on an episode before that, like, I'll bottle up so much stuff that maybe, like, once a year, I'll just feel like, man, I just need a good cry. But I can't cry. There's one thing. That makes me cry. <laughs> and it's like a scene. No. It's a scene in radio whenever his mom oh. dies. And I'll watch that, and I'll literally get like two or three tears out, and then I'm fine. I thought she was going to talk what about so the do you, documentary. Do you put on radio, and then you fast forward to that spot? Like, I, I need a good cry, and then you cry for those few minutes, and then you're like, okay. Yeah, pretty off. much, because I'm just like, I've seen this movie so many times, it's a good movie, but I don't want to watch the whole movie. Okay. I just go to the one part. Well, I always say this, So, and this is something that's you know well-known, I feel like, in psych and stuff. So... Throughout time, boys are taught that men don't cry. And a lot of times growing up, I mean, from the age of, like, two, you'll see not only dads but moms be like, you know, suck it up, don't cry, especially at, like, little league events and things like that. And it's not good to tell boys not to cry. And here's why. Because men turn sadness into anger. And they learn to do that. No point fingers, boys. <laughs> Men. So they learn to do that at around the middle school age is when it mm. starts turning. Like a boy might hide in his room mm. and cry maybe up until like, you know, age 10, 11, 12. But yeah. then he really starts suppressing it around puberty. And so when he feels sad, he will bottle it up or let it out as anger. And then he goes and steals some of my pet books. And then he takes it out on some poor, unsuspecting person who's a very big empath who has to share a desk with him, and it's like torture, yeah. He didn't steal him. I didn't steal him. <coughs> she, gave, she gave him yeah, to him. I was did. hustling he for a hustle. was cool. <laughs> See, like, even like movies But that's because like, he wanted to fit Ruby. in, guys. He wasn't going to yeah. get to go because he didn't have enough good behavior. That's true. I was a bad kid. Clinton, do you tell uh, Bo not to cry? No. Good. In sports, it's really common. And, I just let him do whatever you know. he wants to out there because he's only three. So I mean, he's in. Well, I mean, he's like, in that, like just in just in general, like if now. he falls and yeah. gets hurt, you're like, stop that crying. No, most of them he don't cry. To be honest, he didn't even cry when he broke his arm. Clint's like yeah, he didn't even tough. cry when he came out. <laughs> I never cry. I, I don't. Really, I never cry. cry. You ever feel the need to cry? He does cry. Though. Mm, no, what I just that? What maybe because I maybe I run away from it though. You were the oldest. You probably felt like you had a single mom. Maybe I just. So why I think don't I run away cry? from it mostly. Because guys start bottling it up, and they've been taught like psychologically that they need to put it away. I got more bottles in a Coca Cola Coca Cola factory. <laughs> I'll tell you something <laughs> about my granny. I've never seen that woman cry in my whole life. Sisters died, brothers died. Never seen her cry one time. Wow. Until my papa, when he was in the hospital. Her spouse. Yeah, and he was he was dying. The only time I ever seen. and she wouldn't even cry in front of her family. She'd go to the bathroom. She never. I don't know if that's just how she's brought up. I, I had a. I huge think it's the way my mom is. is I've yeah. never seen her cry, and I think it's the way the reason why I am like that. I am is because just 
watching her. Yeah, yeah, watching her and stuff. I've definitely so like I am really good at getting other people to open up, but it's really hard for me to like like if I tell somebody stuff and it seems like oh wow she told me that usually that's not something that would really bother me. Yeah, and that's why I'm comfortable with saying it. And I had to think about crying in front of people because it also shows weakness. It's weakness, like your vulnerability, yeah. how much you can trust someone, things like that. So anybody that's older, even mm. women who have grown up like in the Depression era yeah. or right before that, they've been taught to be tougher than mm. your average person, right? Yep. And they might not want to show their vulnerability. And then you have to think back to science, like the strongest survive. So we all have this instinct to appear least vulnerable. Yeah. So if you don't cry, sense. you'll survive. Maybe. Survive <laughs> or you'll blow up. Or I'll blow up. Or you'll, or you'll blow up because you're sitting on the couch watching radio yeah, by yourself. See, radio don't make me cry. What's a movie that Did you that cry when your children were born, Clinton? I didn't cry when my children were born. You didn't? No. Oh, I don't think I did. I was just really excited. So, Cody, what's no. something what you've cried over? <laughs> I cried over the recent passing of my wife's cousin. I did cry over that. So but not I did it by birth, myself. But death. I did it by myself. Okay. Because you so felt like you had to be strong for her. Yeah. For so like we was at her aunt's house and her the guy that passed away, his mom was crying. I had to walk out of the house to keep from crying. And then when I got in my car, then it hit you. I ain't gonna lie, come in. It hit you. Shed. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fine. There's no problem in that. Real when men I'm cry. By yeah. myself, I'll do it. But when I'm in front of people, I will not do it. Is it because you where they were all crying? You had to be strong. Like enough. You had to be strong for them. You feel like you're. You feel like you're. You have to be the strong person. I in I mean, I guess where they've never. Because I think that's the way I am too. Wait, Jessica's never have seen me cry before. Yeah, that's the thing. Chelsea's never seen me cry. See, Jessica's never seen me cry. So I think if I did cry in front of her, it'd make it worse on her. So I think you just want to be strong for her. It. I mean, I did whenever my grandparents. Three, the three you didn't cry me. when your children were born? No, I didn't cry when they were born. Well, let, let me ask Jerry a question. You keep, you keep asking, yeah. like... Chris, you didn't cry when your child was born? No, see, here's what I was going to ask you. Is, okay. like, is there a difference between if you cry when, during birth versus if you cry during death? What about your marriage? Is there, like, like two a, different kinds of cries? Like a happy that, cry and a sad cry? So, I've seen most men cry when their wife is walking down the Yeah, aisle. see, that's what I, I was going to say. Got, I just teared up. I didn't cry, cry. Same thing. I didn't cry, but I kind of got Tears came out. I wanted to cry, but I held it back. Did you tear up? I can't remember. I didn't like her that but much. I mean, I had that feeling like, yeah, I could cry. I feel right like now, I saw a photo of to. you, and I feel like at your wedding you looked like you were tearing I mean, up. Like it could have been. It could have been. I could have been. Like no, fa- none fell, but it looked like you know you I were emotional. We didn't like them enough to really cry. Josh, did we? you cry? Listen, <laughs> in my wedding, just kidding. So, me and all of my groomsmen and um, my best man, Aaron. We, I, I bought some like hillbilly teeth before the <laughs> wedding, and we all put them in. And as soon as Kayla and her dad got up to there, we all smiled at her. <laughs> Wait, can I? Because Josh makes everything a joke. Exactly. Really that wall up. That's what I was going to say. Wall up. He, and he was about he to take a big bro. plunge. Yeah. yeah. You're afraid. <laughs> so you think Josh was afraid of uh, showing people that he is capable of crying or tearing up, so he wanted to make it a joke. I don't think I was... I, I wasn't in the verge of tearing up, though, like, or anything like that. I would say, Chris, it would be more along the lines of... Being serious. Commitment, seriousness, emotional vulnerability. I don't like being serious. And that was about to be displayed before the whole yeah. world. Yeah, he was going to have to... Like, because... 
marriage is more like you're displaying your affection for someone, someone else, else in a public place, and that's more of a serious matter. And he just, you know, doesn't like people to see him have to yeah. be that serious. Like, I don't, I don't like if I if I'm a center of attention, I I don't want to be serious. And it's like, like in school, like even book reports or anything, if I have to stand up in front of a classroom or do anything like that, I have to. Like crack a joke. And he's not sure how it'll be perceived if he's super serious. Is how I would take it. I don't know if I've ever been. He's scared of behind it behind closed doors. Because he's mm. scared of what people would really. You should be able to relate since I said this. I was. You. I was gonna say. I feel like this is why me and Josh are such good friends. Because I feel like the same. Like the confidence itself. He's scared of if he jokes. That's not as vulnerable. But if you're serious and people don't like you or don't perceive you well, well, that was the real you. Yeah. That's like if we, if you guys are all, you guys are like to argue and all that, you know, just joking. But I don't, I don't, I don't argue with you because I don't I like, I don't like uh, the argument. I don't like being serious. You like to wrestle though. Yeah, but you can wrestle and not be serious. We usually end up laughing when we yeah. do that. I laugh the whole time we're fighting. And usually I end up acting like I'm the one that's. Stop what I heard last time, but just saying. I'm. A, I was on bottom. Let's not bring this up. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hoover said he would both of y'all twice no, with didn't. one arm. No, All right, wait. Let's move on from this. Uh, <laughs> Jerrica looks confused for some reason. <laughs> she don't know what we're talking about. It was a different. It's an inside yeah, joke. It's a, they was wrestling the other day. Yeah, tops and bottoms. I got you. And Hoover. Hoover. <laughs> Hoover, <laughs> that's what he's, Hoover told me a story. I'm a top guy. Hoover told me a story. And then <laughs> at work the next day, Hoover wasn't there. But then I heard another side of the story. So. I'll tell you though, I had 500 pounds on top of me. Completely opposite. <laughs> he had about 400. And then Cody jumped on me. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, we're we'll going. But anyway, Hoover, I want to answer your question about what movie? Because I said I didn't cry on radio. Yeah. You might make fun of me. Hey, I'm not gonna make fun of you. No, this is serious. This is a serious one. You might not even have seen this, seen this movie. It's the one I told her about. Rudy. I love yeah. Rudy. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I start tearing up in it. It's a football movie. It's a boy. A boy I don't know why, but I just do. Oh, yeah. Well, whenever he finally gets his I chance. Mean, yeah. And well, that, that, that makes the, sense. The black why? man's like clapping for him and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I remember that. But Clinton brought up, like one of the first things he brought up was your brother. And so mm-hmm. I bet that's why Clinton really empathizes with you and your brother. Because Rudy really, you know, struck yeah. a chord with him. I love Rudy. He probably I like Josh too, though. He was, he was always my. He'd come to ball games and everybody. <laughs> I like Rudy, but your brother's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> no, me and Josh hung out all the time. Maybe that's why. Could be. I'll say Clinton. Clinton, like even after he graduated uh, high school and quit playing basketball and stuff, he uh, like even came up to my house and gave my brother a ball and stuff. So like him, and my brother's always been tight. Or close, or buddies, or whatever you want to I call mean, it. Because I mean, Josh would come to the ball games. I know to watch Hoover, but Hoover was sitting the bench at the time. Buddy, if so. I, that's not true. <laughs> so I was his favorite player. He would come even if I like. Now he'd go. He, he always uh, went to wrestling shows. Exactly. That's just like I mean, he comes to our Powell County games, and mm-hmm. whenever yeah, when you did wrestle, he was there. All right, and if you could just see how excited he got. I mean, I he mean, yeah. he'd sweat more yeah. than players. Yeah, he would. It's crazy. You can just tell how much he loves it. Yeah, Clinton's like he's my real number one fan. He was proud of you. He was. He never, is proud of you. Yeah. He don't really like. He's your biggest fan. <laughs> I say it, and you're his biggest fan. Yeah. Well played, nice. Maybe. It's, uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is. It All is. right, Jericho. Let me. Right. Does it mean anything about me if I? Uh, didn't cry at my daughter's birth, but I'm pretty sure I'll cry at a wedding. 
Like you think you'll cry? Uh, like I know at I'll, your wedding, at my wedding. Oh, okay. Well, you know how I talked about the emotional vulnerability. I'd say the emotional, true emotional vulnerability with you and a partner would be tough. That for you, that is just me guessing. I would think that it's really hard for you to let a female in, even to truly let them in and see you. And so I'm sure that by you taking this plunge, it's a vulnerability, it's commitment, it's kind of a little bit of the end of your Peter Pan syndrome. But let's not say it's the end, but you know, it's a little bit. I would think it's like it's the most adult you'll be other than becoming a dad like Mm -hmm. you're being responsible for another person and being the head of a household i would say there are going to be a lot of emotions around it so i would think it doesn't say anything other than that that's good so it's it's good that for someone who feels like i can only cry in private on my couch watching radio if you need to call me 30 minutes before your wedding (laughs) and like let you get it out and have this conversation that's that's the thing is like clint was talking about a funeral like, I'm really good about, like, funerals. Like, I don't cry, but I'm lucky enough to say I've only had, like, small handful of people around me who's actually passed. But, like, say, for example, I'm more affected by seeing, like, my mother cry than the right. fact of who actually passed away. Where you had a single mom, I'm sure that – and then you were helping with your brother. I'm sure that – and you were parentified. I'm sure you felt a little bit more of, like, almost like the man in the house. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that seeing your mom cry is, like, something that really... Yeah, tears me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clinton's just like, dang, dang. Clinton's over here wanting to kill someone, though. Yeah. <laughs> He's thinking about killing people. Clinton, well, here's the thing. We haven't really dug into Clinton. Exactly. This is, so let's go there. Let's go there. I'm a serious He's, he's the, the most, serial killer. I thought we were going to go into serial killers today, said, but what? I mean. We're going to have to have her back so, again. Sorry, I just wanted a free therapy <laughs> session. Yeah. Um, my thing is, though, like, with him being the most empathetic, Meaning, he's most likely to be apathetic. At least, least, yeah, I'm the most. Sorry, talking about myself. But he's the least. That's apathetic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's probably, which it it could be exactly like me and Josh. He just puts on a front. We've never actually seen the true Clinton. But I've been around Clinton a lot, and I've never seen him upset or angry. Like, not even annoyed. Like. Because he had a normal, uh, well, what it seems, you never, if somebody acts like they're completely fine, though, and completely perfect, that makes me always really question that person's yeah. stability, because <laughs> they seem like they have it all together and a lot of control, but that you don't see them in their most private moments, and you don't know if anybody does. So I always question that first, you know? So, so there's that, but also, if he had... If he did have a pretty normal upbringing, nothing has really traumatized him. It'd just, just be that people who have more trauma are more likely to have emotional extremes and variants, and he might be able to have more of like a center. Of, he can handle it better. Yeah, like his center is more even. <laughs> well, in case you guys can't tell, <laughs> I must have not had a very normal upbringing because I explode at any moment with just <laughs> annoyed anger at Cody or whatever. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Though. I'm the type of person though. If I get re- if I get really mad, I just I shut down. I shut up. Yeah, you don't say a word. Yeah, that's when because I because you don't want to be vulnerable anymore. Just like that time on well, the first shift. You, you might didn't. also process things alone better. So get yeah. See, yourself. that's that's like say that's a guy thing. Say me and like Chelsea yeah. argue. Like we'll say stuff. We'll argue. I'll be mad. I'll get so mad. I shut down. So then I have I don't say anything. So then I How go do you away and go down. You're in the same room. 
Huh? How do you handle that? When well, see, that's what I'm saying. Is like I cool down. I go into like another room, say the kitchen or something, and then I process my thoughts, and then usually it leads to me uh, apologizing or whatever. That's what I mean, Tess. What? When you were younger, though, you know, you didn't live with someone. Were you more like, like you know, there's fight and flight. Some people are able to stay and kind of fight and work things out. Yeah. But a lot of times when you have lots of trauma, you're more likely to take flight because you don't feel safe and your, like, emotions are really high. Mm-hmm. Was that more you at, like, high schoolish if you had relationships? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you're in those immature high school relationships. I would get upset and just be like, I just want to get away. Right. Yeah, so. It's kind of the way I do, though. Like, if something gets heated at the house, I'll just, like, I would go love to be a room. I would love to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you never see him upset ever. Maybe Tess gets upset. Tess is quiet me. too, though. I don't know. I've, I've heard Tess yelling before, but then he just laughs about it. See, he just laughs. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I mean, she's gonna yell. She don't like some stuff. I do. Where she's so like quiet she though. Does. Sometimes maybe he knows that when she draws a line, it's a yeah. thin line. So he's like, I'll laugh it off, but I know I better get it together. Is that true? We know whose kid she is. She beats me. You think she's about to hulk up? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, Hoover's been around me. Like even basketball, that's where we stay together most of the time. Other than now, we're at work. But I mean, I'll get mad, but I never. Re- I, never I still don't mad. never really say. He laughs anything. about it. Well, well, let me really say, say this also. It's a preference. So your parents are still married, right? Yes. How did they fight when you were growing up? Uh, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, I, go outside and punch some bricks. You <laughs> could do that. Uh, I don't know. Oh, they would just argue, but they but would pretty be normal. Yeah, normal. You all had single <laughs> parents, so Chris and Josh didn't see somebody. Probably like you know, they didn't see this relationship where it like really like yeah. the dynamic. Oh, oh I did. Oh, if I, oh, I, I that's did. what I'm saying. If I seen an argument, you well, you. Oh yeah, like Who? my mom and dad were together up until I was. And, but that was seven-ish. a dysfunctional argument. Exactly, and it was like explosive. Oh, yeah, there not healthy. Same. Cody, how was yours? I know that you have divorced parents, but you also have step parents, and I yeah. don't know at what age you were when they got married and stuff. I think it was kindergarten. So oh, you've maybe. always been well, in kindergarten. They got split up. Then I think it was probably about a couple of years later. She got my stepdad. So what kind of arguing did you see growing up? Mom and stepdad no arguing. So you saw not healthy. Yeah, kinda. I guess. It was like they never did argue. Mom and dad argue when I was a kid a lot. That's why they divorced. Yeah. So good reason. Hey, what, what about it? You want to look yeah. to like what you saw. You either really go to that or you turn away from that. So like where Clinton saw people, yeah. you know, like you have to think whatever he saw, that's probably how he emulated. Yeah. What about people whose parents um have a lack of argument? Say one parent. You mean they're like Clinton and they just go to the room and laugh? <laughs> or like a no, 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 no. Like say, then, you know, now Tess knows that if she yeah, listens to this, he goes to, to the other room and he laughs, and he's the one that's the least yeah, sympathetic. More in trouble now. <laughs> more trouble now. She already but, knows how I am. For anyway. example, say if like um, she comes in the room, actually. So <laughs> say chases him down. Say yeah. one parent is, let's say, way more. I don't know what word you say. I'll say dominant, more controlling. Okay. Okay, so, like, they want to be in control of more situations. The other one's, like, really reserved. So, like, even when they're mad at each other, they don't talk about it. They don't argue or anything. It's just kind of like, well, just do whatever. Yeah. 
I have a friend that calls it a Mexican standoff. Mm. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind <laughs> of like what it is. This house ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so that's what you saw? That's not what I've seen. I'm just asking for like someone who I do know. Okay. So usually if that if they have like if they just don't do like they don't see the argument at all, then when they're in a relationship they would do the same thing and probably just not even know how to handle an argument. Yes. God. You're so smart. <laughs> wow, I'm feeling so confident the Can you believe she gets paid to do this? It's like she says stuff, I'm just like but you're not even there. How do you know? <laughs> no, but yeah. Is that how does that person argue? The one that you're asking for? They friend? don't. They don't argue. So there's lots of different types of arguing styles, and so there's and like communication styles where it would be like dismissive avoidant, anxious avoidant, and like you'll you can look that up online and stuff. But basically, so it sounds like some of your partners are dismissive avoidance. They shut down. They don't communicate. They need more emotional space than others. And then there's some that are anxious avoidant who don't say anything that would clue into who we're talking about. But they might have some abandonment issues, and that would also come from childhood, too, and things like that. And that makes you more of an anxious avoidant when somebody is a dismissive avoidant, pushes you to be more anxious and try more to communicate. When you step away, it makes a dismissive avoidant more of the It gives them their space. And it gives them their space so they don't feel like the stress is on them. Mm -hmm. And they have to have some space to process. And so there's all kind But you can look it up. Like it shows you their secure attachments. It's attachment styles, not arguing styles. It's attachment styles, but it plays into how you argue. It's Hmm. it's a lot of that, love languages, that's pretty much what you need to look up. (laughs) What if you say stuff you don't mean, though? A lot of dismissive avoidance might do that to emotionally push you away. Like, they want to throw things, darts at I you. I say a lot of things that I don't mean. He, so he gets bad. mean. As soon as I say it, it's like, man, I shouldn't have said that. And then that. you're like, oh, it's too late now. Yeah, I gotta keep on going with it. But that's know? probably because in the heat of the moment, you're just trying to push somebody away because they hurt you or upset you. Yeah, Jessica, you're that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That so, is true. He's, he's trying to say he's sorry. Okay, yeah, Jessica, that's my way of saying He loves sorry. you. What were you going to ask him? And he wants to, to bring you flowers. Nothing. Guys only have so many words they have to use in the day, and this is probably taking is all, all of your emotional brain cells. I feel free. Hoover's got a lot more words. <laughs> Chris is like, I feel free now. I can finally express myself. We're going to have to have her back, though, so we can talk some. Yeah, for sure. Like, we're we can probably get, like. Yeah, you can come back to your see yeah, serial killers uh, nah, next, next week. So at work, guys, y'all need to start listening to serial killers. Man, I can get. I don't want to do that. I just want to watch documentaries and stuff. So, Cody, what would you actually listen to? Like, what do you listen to at work? I like this is important. This is, is important. That? It's a good documentary. It's you know the show Workaholics. You know, yeah, it's you know, pretty uh, much like us. It's just four friends Pitch that Perfect. just get on and it's famous. Ver- famous version. Adam Devine, Divine, Divine. Yeah, Adam you know, Pitch Perfect, where they dance and sing. That guy that plays in it, he's in like. One of the main guys in it. Yeah, like they're so all, it's famous. They're, they're it's all like famous, famous it's version like, of it's us. Comical, it's but they've been comical. friends for a long time. So. Okay. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of. But if you were, if stuff. you could listen to like like so for instance like serial killers. Or I get too worried about it. What about like worried. But you, conspiracy? You, you, you not like, like S Town. I love S Town. You like I love S Town. It's not. It's serial killer overthinking that. Like. Yeah, so maybe like what needs think. to happen is like everybody needs to listen to like the same yeah, like podcast. Same, yeah. And, and we, we can try to get Uber to listen to S Town. 
Sorry, but I got my wrestling podcast. I mean, we could do. I haven't listened to all of S Town either, but we could do. S Town is like number one I've listened to so far. I mean, we could all listen to that. What's your favorite thing about it? We could all listen to the Golden State Killer. I was telling him about that. There's the one phrase. I was on a trip with my mom, and there's one phrase about his genitalia that every woman that, like, he would appear in their backyard, you know, they would turn on their back porch light and see it, and they would all make this one comment. So, on the way back from vacation, my mom told, well, she, when she got home, she told my grandma I made her listen to a podcast where they (laughs) repeatedly said something about this guy's genitalia over and over again. So, you guys got to listen to the stories that all these women She's afraid to cook. Your mom said that to me once. I was videoing. Uh, <laughs> your mom said uh, so. It was just the most random thing. Is like we were at we were all at church uh, youth group, and you guys were all playing the Bible drills where you have to find the verse in the book and go. Yeah. Uh, whoever gets in to the, the front in the in the Bible, whoever gets to the front pew first is the winner. Well, I had this video camera, and I was like just going around interviewing people. Went to her mom. I asked, I said, what, why is Jerrica, so I don't know what I asked her. Her answer was, she's afraid to cook. And she said it like that, she's afraid to cook. Are you afraid to cook? Are you afraid of cooking? I think that I was, and it made me think that I was a bad cook, but it's just that maybe I had the fear of being bad, the fear of failure. Are you good I'm pretty sure that I asked her, like, now I think I'm really why, good. Why is Jerrica in the back seat still? So she uh, like why was she losing? Right? Why were you losing the game of Bible drills? And you said, and then Sue said, she's afraid to cook. <laughs> Maybe that means she's afraid of failure. There you go. Is there anything, Jerrica, you would like to uh, tell our audience about yourself? Like what made you choose psychology? Mm. I just think I've always been an observer, and I've always. Probably focused on the whys and what fors a lot of people. I want to know what motivates their behavior. It's like behavior analysis because I feel like if you know the whys and what fors, it helps you to better communicate with people, better understand people. Um, I'm really empathetic, so that's probably why. So it wouldn't be the the hustling I did to you in elementary school, would it? Cody could have scored <laughs> me, and maybe I wondered why and what for he did that for. Why do I want to kill Cody now? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say sorry for that. Well, Thank if you want, if you want Cody to be killed, <laughs> if we need Cody killed, Clinton's the man for the job. <laughs> Get that right. That is true. You got that right. Like me and you would feel bad about it. Clinton wouldn't, wouldn't care. Oh, okay, I got it. So it's like we really need Clinton to do it, but we'd feel too bad to do it. Yeah, so that's what yeah. Do. Like if you're going to do it, don't tell me because I'll feel bad about it. I would feel it happens. But now you know the motive. If it happens, it's fine. You all be lost with that. I wouldn't feel as bad as you. I won't need Wilson to help, but. In general, I need Wilson to help me because he so can, he knows how I could get away with it. So all the people I've ever helped, Cody's bringing this back to like crediting himself because he's like, without me, Jericho wouldn't have been scarred enough to become a therapist. Yeah. Well, if you weren't an asshole in fourth grade, you wouldn't be dead. <laughs> I was just trying to hustle. If bro. they just could have passed him in the first grade, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got that right. Oh my god, <laughs> she went there. Wow. Whoa. Wow, that that might be the burn of the year right there. I could, I could ask I could ask a question though, but I don't know if it it may embarrass Jerica. Go ahead. Uh-oh. Why was why were you blackmailed? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you already know, though. You already know because I've told you, yeah, I don't want to go there. Well, let's take it back. So now I know I have celiac disease and I can't tolerate certain foods. And let's just say it was digestive related. And Cody's like probably bothered me about it like my whole life since then. I, I forgot like. about it until just like, I don't know, when did you tell me about it? It's been, it been a, a couple years ago, I guess. Oh. Year, a year ago. And basically, so any time in my life that Cody's been around me and that happened, he just like, I mean, you know, he laughed, but he also used it to his advantage, and then he was like a bully about it. So I, I wasn't a bully. You so know. you were doing, you were taking advantage of someone who had a disease. Yeah. At the time, you didn't think that was a you disease. You can't do that, Cody. You're a nice right, guy. If you're in like, whatever, what grade was he in? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Miss Witt's class. If it was in fourth grade, you don't think that's like, okay, she did that. You knew it was wrong. What? Well, now you I just know it. Her money. You knew. But one of those now, like, now I know it's bad. Like, I I probably should have never done that. You but think? Then, <laughs> but he put himself ahead. Then, he was like, I need those wildcat bugs. So I can go to Mission Bears Farm. To get them. So therefore you knew Mission it was Bears Farm was like the best thing you can do. For those out there that don't know what are wildcat bugs. They're like little pieces of paper, like... What was it, like fake one, money. five, fake money from elementary school currency? Yeah, something like this. You could go money. to like a little book stand and, and buy a little store and buy. Yeah, you got like them for good behavior. Yeah. Cody was in the negative. <laughs> Guarantee that <laughs> until you came along. Yeah, <laughs> until Jared came along, I got I got up in there. Like I was like the millionaire. <laughs> so yeah. I'm hey, you want that pencil here? I'll buy it for you. I'm sorry, Jerrica. I'll say it now. I'm sorry. It heals the trauma. And I'll give you your wildcat bucks. Yeah, I was going to say, approximately <laughs> how much wildcat bucks does he owe you? Oh, God. It was like at least 100 or 200 you had to have to go. I heard that. You should have to give her 150 bucks. And take her on tour to uh, Mr. Beard's Farm. <laughs> yeah, I'll take her to Mr. Beard's Farm if you want So to. you were she never able Taylor. to go to Mr. Beard's Farm? Oh, so that's called like open chair, basically. Or like, you know, open chair is like where you say sorry or you tell somebody. So basically, I used Josh as my open chair. He told Cody. Cody's healing the trauma, and so now it's like. But now, the, so now, now, you, over, now right? but Cody has trauma. Yeah. Because of eighth grade of what you and mm. Brianna. Yeah. Oh, no, that was Shannon and Brianna. I didn't make the goatee. <laughs> well, so you know about it, though. <laughs> I did. They made Dylan Bailey into a beaver. Yeah. I think. Dylan Bailey was a beaver. I was the goatee. What's mm. a goatee? Because I had a goatee. Yeah, the other day, yeah, basically, okay, so you might have to delete this part out. So I was telling Eric and Hannah about this um, podcast. So I say something that I was still traumatized, Cody, so I'm sorry when I said this. <laughs> so I'm telling them, and I'm like, Brianna made this, you know, painting or whatever on the computer of Cody, and she called him Goaty. And I was like, because he was like, you know, he failed the first grade, and I was like, and he thought he had a beard, so he was like the coolest kid because he had the beard first. And then Eli looks across the campfire, and he goes, I failed the first grade, and I thought he was joking. And I said, "How could you fail the first grade?" And then he goes, "I don't know, but I did." Like he was really serious because he failed. Thought, you know, yeah. he was thinking I was I judging him I hard because I was judging Cody. Wow, we work See, with you. We know yeah. why. Why? Why is it? She doesn't make fun of you because you failed first grade. She makes fun of you because you were a held back fourth grader who's an asshole. And I took half her money. Grade. I was first grade. <laughs> Get it right. I know that we all. But you became a fourth grader who should have been blackmailed her for her money. Yeah, that's true. Well, I just try to go to Mr. Beard's farm. So we're, but we are going to have to get her back on when we talk about some. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about. Oh some yeah, for sure. And then some serial killers. Um, see if she can dig into why they. Do work. you do it? How, what about the supernatural? I'm really into that. There's a podcast called Supernatural. 
Mm. It's really good. You want to go to a Ravenna grade school with us? I think that and that, what is it, the Mason Temple? You know what I'm talking about. I'll talk about, about that Baber's right. uh, Rip Rock. I'll show you some places in Rip Rock. You can't say nothing but the Mason. Yeah. Not here, no. that, that'll be the only way we get Baber back. <laughs> that would be really, really cool. Hey, Jericho, what was your favorite uh, psychology class that you took in college? Hmm. I'd say assessment and diagnosis. I took a abnormal psychology. and I had to write, a, uh, I had to write two papers. One was on Mike Tyson's... Uh, bipolarness and then the other one was drew carey's uh depression yeah and then also etiology because it exp- so when i took etiology that kind of like explains the anatomy behind that and also like a lot of pharmacology so let's just put a disclaimer here that if anybody has any issues though with anything like that they can always go to find help now kentucky and any kind of treatment center you need for mental health or substance use you could find there and also the suicide prevention line, all that kind of stuff. Let's just throw that out there in case anybody actually has any serious. Sounds good to me. Issues. Great. What a plug. You see, that was, that was a great that's plug. Nice plug. That was nice. I'll be sure that she's a professional. I was going to ask. That's her but way of saying. I'm she done went ahead and done it. So she's afraid to cook. She's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> that's her way of saying like she's done. She's a chef on the side. That's Cody's way of saying like my wife wants me to come home. Oh yeah, yeah he's in trouble. Yeah, he's in oh, trouble. He better go home. Okay. Actually, Kayla's. Cooking. Jess could be down here in like any minute. Kayla's K- cooking food. Kayla so he's just, not going anywhere. Cody just takes the Kayla and says, Get the cooking woman. <laughs> That's sexist. I don't care. But uh, All right. we appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. Like we're going to try to get you back on if, if you can. I mean, we got so schedule. many episodes we can do with her. We can if she can finish her schedule. Yeah. I was going to say, Jerry really, Taylor. I think I deserve a thank you from Hoover because it ended up just being. You thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you, Jerrica, for my free therapy session. Jessica, or Jessica. Jericho wants to, I have to say sorry again. I didn't mean to blackmail you. Cody's level of empathy is going up. Yeah, his empathy is going up. I didn't mean to blackmail you. You're up here with Wilson. I feel really bad for doing it. But at the same time, I really want to go to Mr. Beard's farm. Going that field trip. There's the only way you could go. I really wanted to do that field trip. You All thought, my friends are going. You thought that's the only way you could go, but everybody really got together. Yeah, he going to that SpongeBob race. I realized later on in life, and I was like, that was just a ploy. Yep. So really they, by the they blackmailed you. <laughs> All right. He probably Sorry, was flirting with you back then is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I specifically remember Cody. This is also an inside of how I know he wants to fit in. I remember a specific girl in that class that Cody told me he liked, Uh-oh. and he was like, if I could just <laughs> date her. Which one? Which <laughs> one? He said, which, which we'll one? We'll talk about off the air. Which one again? Let's just off wait till he cuts. Okay. Wilson, okay. you got anything else for the people? Did, you still looking for your uh, pontoon, or you got one? I bought him. I've got a pontoon now. He lost the he lost the title. The guy it. lost the title, so I'm gonna wait on it. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got a pontoon. Uh, so we so, don't need you to hey, blow our I'll be, uh, Can we do a podcast from the boat? Lake that would be awesome. Glamping? That would be awesome. Yes. Listen, we need to go to Lake Cumberland glamping. Yeah. Camp out, do a podcast again? on site. Lake Cumberland and glamping. go pontooning. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. What's the name of the boat? Cody. Y'all got a name yet? What? Hey, I was thinking maybe it's like, it's about time. Because <laughs> I've been looking for so long. That'd be a good name. That is a good name. Cody, you got anything you want to throw out here at the end? I want to say sorry to Jericho again. The level Cody, of that's enough. You might pass me up. I've been, want, I've been wanting to say sorry forever. I just never see her. Oh, yeah. Clinton, go. you got anything you want to throw out? I don't know. Just uh, 
Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Oh, we're still looking for three oh. girls, three single oh, girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah we oh, still yeah. we still need to ask her. See if she's got any friends. Do you have you any, any single, single friends? friends? Yeah. Single friends. We need three single Oh, I don't care if they're single. That's their <laughs> issue to deal with. We're looking for three women. Say he's throwing off those triggers. He's like, it's their issue. <laughs> this is for entertainment value, okay? Get off my back. Let's go, buddy. Who's going to come here? He's going to sit in here with headphones on. And then we're going to have the three girls come in here. Oh, no. You know they did this with Ted Bundy, speaking of serial killers, back oh, in the day. No. And the girl <laughs> picked him. And then she ended up not going out with him. Well, she looked she out. Him. She, she looked out. She dodged, dodged that bullet. It was on a TV show. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But, yeah, we're going to have three girls come in here. We're going to do, like, the uh, blind dating game. Ask Take them in the questions. back. Yeah. Bring the guy up here. Have him pick one, then we'll bring the girls in one at a time, the last one. Then we will say, all right, well, here's y'all's $50 gift card to Harry's. Have a date, and then bring them back to see how the date went. Yeah. Okay. Like it worked cool. out, whether or not. Okay. You know, either way. Like I said. Just talk to them. Uh, if you guys are interested in it, you should let us know. You might find love. You might not, but at least you'll get a free meal. Let's just throw it out there, disclaimer. He likes really wholesome people. He wants mm. somebody who wants to have about eight kids. He loves the churchgoers. Anybody like that, reach True. out. Might become a serial killer if he has eight kids. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie loves killer. to eat soup. Yep. <laughs> you got like that right. <laughs> soup. All right, Clinton, you got anything else to throw out? I do not, buddy. I'm ready to go. Jerrica, anything else you want to throw? Mm-mm. All right, thanks again, Jerrica. And until next time, this is Off, Off the, the Clock, Clock Podcast. Podcast. See you guys. All right, love you.